This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Cloud computing is creating waves in different industries across the developed world, helping both entrepreneurs and large conglomerates quickly respond to business opportunities and manage their processes more effectively. A recent survey by Knowledge at Wharton and SAP reveals that people have very high expectations for the future of cloud computing, but at the same time, they admit they don't fully understand the technology. In this interview, Knowledge at Wharton spoke with David Spencer, SAP's Vice President for Cloud Computing, and Don Huseman, Managing Director at the Wharton Innovation Group, to clarify issues surrounding the future of cloud computing. Dave and Don, thank you so much for joining us today. So uh, I'd like to talk to you about the survey that Knowledge at Wharton and SAP just conducted about uh, cloud computing. And uh, so, so Dave, perhaps I could ask you the first question. One of the things we found in the survey is that 85% of respondents believe that cloud computing will transform business. Uh, could you speak to us a little bit about how cloud computing can be a competitive differentiator for companies uh, in the sense that it leads to measurable efficiencies and helps improve business processes? Yeah, and, and I think there's three areas specifically that we help our customers be more competitive, right? So, so and specific to the cloud, you know, one is the cloud now gives them a better reach to access, you know, areas of their business that, uh, you know, the traditional business model didn't give them access to. You know, the second one is just, you know, the speed that you can deploy a cloud solution gives them an opportunity to realize revenue or benefits much quicker. And then the third one, in my opinion, is just the, you know, the, the way that um, uh, the cloud is delivered, you know, it's their TCO is traditionally uh, much better. So it's a variable cost versus a fixed cost. And the user interface or the UX is, again, you know, more flexible and, and seems to be much easier to deploy. Uh, any examples of companies where you see this happening? Uh, um, yeah, and I can't give you specific companies because I haven't reviewed, you know, in, in the releases. But but I'll give you an example of a customer that recently just deployed our customer on-demand solution. It was done in two weeks. And, and their response back was, you know, if we had done this in our traditional model, it would have taken us six months to a year. You've done this in two weeks. Um, again, the user interface people love. The deployment was done faster than any other traditional model that was out there. And then the cost, because it's a variable cost versus a fixed cost, we were able to cost allocate this and budget this over multiple years versus taking everything up front. That's really interesting. Uh, 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 Don, any comments on what Dave just said? And what do you think? Well, from the uh, Wharton side, I can tell you that the uh, cloud has provided an opportunity for entrepreneurial-minded uh, students who have new ventures to uh, establish fairly sophisticated capabilities quite quickly uh, and on a relatively low 
uh, startup budget so that they can quickly enter a marketplace or put together a platform to, for delivering a new service uh, at speeds that are uh, were not capable uh, of before the existence of cloud uh, services. So it's uh, certainly uh, provided the agility uh, that uh, some larger, more established companies have, have uh, taken advantage of as well, but it sort of creates a, a more level playing field uh, and uh, thereby, I think, generates more competition. So, Don, could you uh, give an example of uh, how, how fast we're talking about traditionally how long might, say, an entrepreneurial student have taken to start something up versus uh, what it takes now with a cloud? Well, we'll we have seen uh, uh, individual initiatives. Uh, I can cite one, for instance, Select Next, which is a, uh, an enterprise that uh, was established to solve the problem that we have in this country of having essentially a broken political system. Uh, and uh, without going into much uh, detail about that service, uh, by using the cloud, they could respond in a f highly efficient manner to the to the level of infrastructure that they needed. So they could spin up essentially uh, new servers uh, as they found uh, throughput uh, on their uh, uh, on their web service, uh, choking as a result of inadequate resources. So in the past, you might have needed to make a guesstimate and uh, acquired uh, hardware uh, and, and uh, talented software uh, people to, to handle uh, an infrastructure based on your best guess of a business model uh, for the number of people coming at, to your site. Uh, and now you can respond almost in real time to, to the change in demand. Great. Uh, thanks. Uh, Dave, back to you. You know, a, a large number of participants, um, some 65% in our survey, said that cloud computing will amplify other technology megatrends. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about which megatrends do you think will get amplified and how that will happen? Yeah, and the first ones that we've seen is around, let's call it social media. Right, so uh, I, I always say it's around big data. So what the cloud is now, what we're seeing with organizations is that, um, you know, there's more data that's coming into companies. And an example of that, you know, that we've seen a fast trend is around social media. What people are saying about customers, um, you know, through Twitter, through Facebook, through any social contact, you know, all of a sudden now you have uh, mass amounts of data that need to be analyzed. And so one of the mega trends that I'm seeing is just where companies, you know, holistically have just looked at, you know, what they're doing uh, from a branding perspective, but now they have access to their customers. So it, what, we, what I call it is, you know, customers to their customers. And now they can individually market based upon market trends that are going on. You know, and, and to me, the mega trend there is the social side and then mega data. You know, what computing uh, analysis had to be done to understand millions of consumers. And I'll give you an example of where I'm going with this is uh, recently the NFL um, has decided on uh, to use SAP's cloud solutions to run their fantasy football. And so that's for accessing 4 million users. You know, the NFL in their IT area may not have had that, you know, infrastructure designed to support that. But what we're now doing is because of this, you know, mega data, social trends, it gives them an opportunity to really individually market to people now. 
Don, any examples that come to mind uh, from your point of view? Uh, the megatrend in particular that I think is very central to the current um, interest in cloud computing uh, is uh, been referred to in, in, the, in the press as the consumerization of IT. Uh, and in particular, I would note that the cloud services have been around a long time. You know, certainly they're a 20th century invention. Uh, why is it now that we see, for instance, Gartner has just indicated that we're at the, uh, pretty much at the top of the hype cycle for the concept of cloud computing generally. And I think it's related to this uh, uh, impress uh, of, uh, of the consumerization forces. So uh, Dropbox, uh, other uh, cloud services for email uh, have um, uh, enabled uh, both individuals as consumers uh, to take control of their own IT infrastructure needs, and also uh, small businesses and uh, independent uh, operating units inside larger companies where IT decisions are more distributed. Uh, so I think that force of consumerization has been uh, a real driver in why cloud is so interesting now. And just another comment, this is Dave, is... Um you know, I think, you know, the cloud started as, you know, really designed for small companies. But what we have seen over the last couple of years is larger companies start to quickly see the model and to understand how it fits in their business. And, um, you know, personally, I've been involved with the cloud business for about uh, a little over 15 years now. And, and it all started with, you know, non-strategic applications and with smaller companies. But now what you're seeing is even larger companies running their entire HR systems in the cloud. Um, and that was, you know, that's, it's a trend that you're seeing is that the larger companies are sort of, uh, without a doubt, you know, adopting the cloud solutions more than ever. That's really interesting because the, the next uh, question I was about to ask you related to precisely that, I mean, we, we found in our survey that 66% of the people who responded said that cloud computing is helping their companies create new strategic options, and I guess HR is one of them. Uh, are there any other strategic options that uh, cloud computing opens up for companies, and what value does that create for uh, the users? Yeah, I think the other one that you've seen, too, is you know the HR piece, what's been defined as sales automation. They were the two that, that, that have gotten a lot of attention, but I'll go back to what Don said too. Is just the commercialization piece of this. That again is is you know, again plays into me. You're can, you're, you're now marketing to customers, customers, and 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 you're also being able to drive the analytics side of this as well, which is around big data. Uh, Don, what do you what do you think uh, about the strategic options? Well, again, I uh, am seeing it somewhat from a skewed perspective in that I work with a lot of student groups who are starting up uh, small new ventures. Uh, I do think that there is, uh, in the consumerization of IT, a uh, important component, which is the what's been referred to as the ecosystem, uh, that s provides application software to uh, inexpensive, often handheld devices. Think iPad, think uh, Android uh, for uh, 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 the, the kind of device that individual uh, workers would use to consume data that's provided from an application that exists in the cloud. So in that space where there might be an ecosystem 
allowing for uh, a mix of vendors to provide uh, very specific types of application software uh, through an app store. Uh, I see that as having uh, uh, an opportunity for changing the kind of market for uh, traditional enterprise services uh, by broadening the vendor base and increasing competition, frankly. Also, I should point out, too, that in an app store environment, and again, a part of the consumerization of IT as a force in IT in general these days, is the downward uh, pressure on pricing. Interesting. So both of you have clearly laid out what the, the, the value of cloud computing is for a variety of reasons for companies. But one of the you know, uh, really counterintuitive findings of our survey was that while a lot of people agree that cloud computing is important, they also don't seem to understand much about it. And I wonder, you know, Don, starting with you this time, what, what do you think some of the reasons might be? Well, I mentioned a minute ago about the Gardner's hype cycle. So in 2012, they actually show cloud computing as slipping off the peak and heading towards what they call the trough of disillusionment, <laughs> <laughs> which they think is a necessary phase for any type of uh, effective technology before it reaches what they also refer to as the plateau of productivity. Uh, and the Gardner is predicting that to happen with cloud computing two to five years out. So I do think that there is a tendency, particularly in the United States, to uh, look for technical solutions to problems that have more dimensions than that and to get very excited about the possibility of a technical solution until it begins to show its limitations. And then we get very disappointed with it until we discover later on that, hey, there's some utility here I might be able to take advantage of. So I don't know that the first mover advantage in this space is strong uh, because I do think that... Uh, uh, close followers uh, can uh, also take advantage of the new capabilities that are emerging. Uh, Dave, what's, what's your view? Do you I, I think one of the reasons is that when people define cloud computing, there's confusion of what that means, right? Because there is, you know, SaaS, software as a service. There's virtualization of an environment. There's hosting environments. And so, you know, I think some of the, you know, confusion is just because, you know, the, when people talk about the cloud, uh, there's different definitions around that. Now, when you look at it individually, so if you look at things like a software as a service, which we just defined is, you know, taking a business process and having somebody define that for you, and, and now it's a multi-tenant environment, you know, that, that's more defined versus somebody who's taking their existing IT infrastructure and virtualizing that. That's also seen as a cloud solution as well. Interesting. Do you think that the um, lack of understanding of cloud computing may be related to one other finding we had in our survey, which is that less than 18% of the people, companies who responded to our survey, said they had actually implemented uh, cloud in, 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 in their organizations. And nearly half of them had minimal or no adoption at all. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your explanation for that? Yeah, and, and that number, candidly, I, I'm surprised by. Um, because if I look at, you know, the customers that I represent, you know, they have traditionally, you know, I, I I don't have the exact number, but it, but it would be much higher than 18% have adopted some kind of cloud solution. There's not, you know, a customer of SAP that I go into today 
that hasn't adopted some kind of you know cloud solution or looked at it. Now they may not have deployed it a hundred percent because you know they started out in smaller organizations and smaller business processes. Um, but but you know I I see it every single day. Uh, where people are looking at deploying some kind of cloud solution. So, you know, to say it's only 18%, if that's what you're saying, I, I would really challenge that number because I've actually seen it much higher with inside the base that I'm talking to. Yeah, let, let, let me clarify the 18% number. 18% said that they had extensively or completely adopted cloud computing. Okay. Uh, so so I, I'm assuming that if we were to look at organizations that have, you know, dabbled with cloud to some degree, the number would be higher. But the, I'm, I'm referring now to the extensive deployment of cloud. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other factor, too, is if you're looking at larger organizations, you know, they've made such a sizable investment in their IT infrastructures today. To quickly move that to a cloud solution may not be the best investment of their dollars. So what a lot of companies are looking at is what I call the what we call the hybrid solution, where they're they're taking select business processes and putting them into the cloud, yet leveraging their um, uh, you know their their uh, record of transactions uh, that may be on an on-premise world. Uh, this is Don, and I would say that uh, Dave has uh, touched on an important part of this dynamic, and he, I think he's being polite about it, is that I, I think there's resistance on the part of IT uh, shops in uh, uh, some companies to the concept of the cloud. Based on real fears and concerns about security, about reliability and dependability, and the robustness of the solutions that are being offered, but I think all of those concerns are way overstated. In, in part, there is, I think, a, um, a reluctance that reminds me I'm old enough to remember when the personal computer was introduced and uh, large companies resisted its deployment uh, for a very long time until uh, personal computers began to be purchased by CEOs. Uh, and then the IT organization had to figure out a way to integrate them successfully. I think you're seeing some dynamic similar to that in some companies, at least now, where there is resistance uh, for legitimate concerns uh, that's being trumped by consumerization. So do you, do you expect to see any CEOs in the cloud soon? Or? Oh, I've seen them every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I believe, in fact, uh, our dean had lunch with... Uh, uh, the uh, CEO of SAP, who was showing uh, a interesting dashboard on an iPad. Yep, <laughs> that's very interesting. And, and I can share with you, you know, on the cloud side, uh, our business, which is, you know, uh, a month ago was a half a, you know, half a billion, and and will be a billion dollars with the Ariba transaction. We run our business in the cloud, a hundred percent. So from our ERP system which is on our business by design solution to travel to HR, you know, 100% of what we do uh, on, the, on the SAP cloud business is being run in the cloud. So I think, uh, Dave, you're probably uh, uh, well-equipped then based on what you just said about SAP's own use of cloud computing uh, to answer the next question, which is uh, for those who are resisting cloud uh, solutions, as Don previously said, uh, some of the biggest concerns seem to be security and integration. Uh, in fact, 67% of the 
people who participated in our survey, I defined, identified those two as the issues that concerned them most. How, how do you deal with those issues? Um, from our perspective, you know, what we, there's different certifications. So we try to address the security issue head on just to understand, you know, what their concerns are. Now, there's different privacy laws in different countries, which we've been able to satisfy. Um, but there are some companies, you know, that, and, and even, uh, you know, government agencies that have very strict governance policies around what can be run in the cloud and what can't. So we try to address them head on. Uh, there is a mass wave, you know, and there has been for a couple years now in, in moving, you know, solutions into the cloud. So we try to address them head on. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it really comes down to, you know, there's going to be, you know, um, there's going to be people that are just laggers. And, uh, you know, for those types of people that, you know, are, are going to be at the, the back end of the curve in deployments, um, you know, you just got to make sure that uh, they're comfortable when they're ready. What do you think, Don? Well, we had an, a bad experience ourselves early on in a, uh, uh, a move to the cloud for our uh, email services for students. Uh, we were one of the first companies to attempt to outsource uh, our exchange services to a cloud service uh, provided by Microsoft and had a bad enough experience we had to bring it back. Now, we were uh, an early mover, and uh, 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 but that experience does leave uh, people hesitant to make the move again. So, uh, now we're uh, uh, at a point where I think uh, outsourcing email or outsourcing exchange in particular is something that can be done in a reliable fashion. Uh, but I, I, I think it's those kinds of fears that make people feel like um, it's, it's better for me to be the person working through the late night hours to repair and, and uh, reconfigure uh, hardware and software services rather than being the person waiting on the phone anxiously hoping someone else some uh, in another far distant city is doing that for me. It's, it's a different uh, position to be in psychologically as an IT director, let's say. Uh, but it's, all, and it's, a, it's also uh, a challenge for someone to be able to, to work in partnership with a cloud uh, services company uh, that uh, not all IT directors are particularly good at or skilled at or have a lot of experience in. So I think it's a period of transition in the IT industry. Uh, Dave, do you encounter some of the issues that uh, Don just described, and how, how, how do you deal with them? Yeah, uh, like I said, we deal with them every single day. We look at it from a true partnership perspective, right? So, uh, you know, customers, or specifically SAP customers, you know, they, they've got to... You know, this is a partnership, and they've got to feel comfortable that, you know, I'm doing business with an organization that is going to be around, you know, that responds to us when we need those responses, is going to continue to deliver innovation, and also continue to improve their security, right? Because, you know, technology is just moving so fast today that, you know, when you talk about mobile devices, you know, you know, now you're deploying business applications to an individual's personal mobile device, right? And, and so how do you control that? How do you control that data that's out there? And, and so what we see with our customers is that they want a business partner that can handle all aspects of that. 
And obviously, you know, that's one of those areas that SAP is very good at. I wonder if we could, uh, Dave, go back to something you said a little earlier, which is people are implementing hybrid solutions. Uh, are there some uh, areas where it's easier to move things onto the cloud uh, than others? Uh, and this relates to you know, one more finding of our survey where 75% of the participants thought that cloud computing meets this minimal business needs. So I wonder if you could speak to that. Yeah, and we've looked at it from really five different areas. You know, we've seen it where, you know, we're focused in on the people side, which is really HR, the supplier side, which again is, um, you know, what we've done with our REBA transaction, money where we're taking people and, and being able to run their ERP, their finance in the cloud, their travel on demand, and then the customer is, is any interaction that our customers have with their customers is being able to run those business processes in the cloud as well. And then, you know, then what we're doing is we're also integrating the social aspect of that where it would be, you know, collaboration rooms. It would be able to, you know, speak or, or be able to collaborate with, with uh, teams that are addressing customers' needs. We build the analytics, and then we also build in the mobile applications in these as well. So the reason I mention that is because, you know, not all customers want to grab a hold or companies want to grab a hold of the entire business suite. They may want to just take one application that may be, let me just take, you know, my expense reporting and let me put that into the cloud. But then that has to be integrated into people's financial records and their HR records to understand that this person just booked the trip. And are they supposed to be able to go to this you know, event. Um, where's the workflow that's associated from an HR perspective? And then we actually have to make a payment that's associated with that expense report. So it's integrated traditionally with uh, with other business applications that are um, um, that that are out there and, and that are defined. Uh, Don, anything to add? Oh, I'll just point out that there are uh, some. Um, types of document storage and types of services that are uh, easily moved to the cloud that might be in the definition of minimal business uh, needs uh, as described by the, uh, or as uh, seen by the people who responded to the survey. Uh, and uh, whereas in some industries, I'm thinking about in healthcare document management, for instance, there are uh, strict requirements for HIPAA and uh, let's say in law firms where there may be some strict uh, uh, tracking of documents, well, there are other industries in which document management is, uh, uh, is easily moved to the cloud because the perceived risks and, and the regulatory environment are not as strong. Um, so the, easily, uh, uh, the, the services that can actually free up some of your own internal IT resources uh, in terms of uh, maintaining SANS and large uh, file servers and also in uh, providing email, that can be not an inconsequential savings or redeployment of talent uh, internal to, to many organizations. I'd like to you know, end with maybe a couple of questions relating to the future of cloud computing. Uh, almost 70% of the people who took our survey uh, said they believe that cloud computing will lead to major changes in the company's performance over the next five years. Uh, uh, Dave, what do you think some of these changes would be, and how will they come about? 
Yeah, the the things that we are seeing people uh, migrate to is being able to deploy technology faster and realize and recognize revenue faster. Or when I say revenue, but but really what I mean by that is um, their benefits faster. And so, um, you know, we see the cloud is is being able to enable our customers to access their customers, uh, do it fast, do it less expensive, but also be be more dynamic, which is in terms of the flexible, where it's going to be able to integrate with existing customers or able to integrate with their existing infrastructures. Um, I also see it as, um, you know, for those early adapters, it's for people that are, you know, willing to take a little bit more of a risk or a calculated risk. And because technology is moving so fast, you've got different generations that are out there. You've got different types of transactions that need to be supported, whether they be paper for an older generation or on a mobile device now, which is being quickly adopted. So I just see that, you know, from a business perspective, you know, it's just much more dynamic. Um, You know, people are willing to uh, make some investments in this cloud because it's more of a transactional or more of a flexible uh, payment cycle. And and what may be, you know, a 10-year build-out or a 5-year build-out before is now being done in months. Uh, Don, if I could turn the same question over to you, what would you say? Well, the question uh, that I wonder about, or rather the the possible future that I uh, can see emerging, is uh, a... Uh, extension of the dynamic that happened in the music industry with the development of um, the iTunes service. This is a classic uh, cloud uh, service that disrupted traditional uh, industries and businesses. And uh, it had the effect of a, a couple of things. One is that it certainly changed the dynamic for the infrastructure providers. Uh, it did extend uh, the market for uh, music to a much larger number of providers and it disintermediated some of the traditional businesses that uh, had uh, um, a a great deal of control over the uh, distribution of music in in the world. So I wonder what that might look like in the in the space of uh, uh, productivity suites and uh, enterprise resource uh, packages uh, for uh, uh, is it possible we might see the emergence of an ecosystem of products that would allow for much broader competition? And as I mentioned earlier, also, I think, a, a downward pressure on pricing. So, so Don, uh, what would be some industries that you think are ripe for that kind of disruption thanks to cloud computing? Well, in one uh uh, uh, that strikes close to home is education is just about <laughs> in a position to uh, to finally be affected by the internet. It's been two thousand years coming, I guess. Uh, not for the internet, but yeah, you know what I mean. The uh, classroom of uh, today uh, looks very much like it did in the nineteenth century, and I think that's beginning to change now. Uh, part of that is because of cloud-based uh, services. Uh, where uh, your curriculum can be uh, composed of uh, best-in-breed presentations from the top scholars in the world and offered uh, by these organizations for free. So that's one that hits close to home for me. 
uh, more traditionally in the in the uh, business marketplaces, I would say that the uh, uh, the large IT shops that have not seen pressure in uh, uh, the last uh, ten or twenty years for controlling costs because of the strategic partnership between IT and the C-suite that has uh, been such a dominant factor in business decision-making over the last 20 years. If IT becomes more of a uh, 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 streamlined uh, uh, and commodity uh, service, there will be, I think, downward pressure uh, on the uh, on the the expense side of the IT ledger. That, that's very interesting because the final point that I want to mention is almost 60% of our respondents believed that cloud computing will precisely bring about that kind of cost saving and encourage more agility. Uh, but the question I'd like to, to sort of end with to both of you is how do you make sure that we climb down from the mountain of hype as 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 uh, Don called it earlier, to the plateau of productivity, uh, so so that this can be done in a way that delivers real value to companies. Uh, so uh, Don, do you want to start, and then Dave, we end with you. Uh, I would say that there, I've often uh, been involved in projects where the hope was that an IT investment uh, or a change in our IT infrastructure approaches would generate significant savings and. I seldom see that happen. What I do see happen is the other side of the coin that you just mentioned, which is agility. So I do see uh, instances in time where the deployment of a new technology has provided an agility that's provided a new competitive dynamic in a marketplace. Uh, And that uh, uh, changes the game. And so... uh, The focus on cost savings, I think, uh, although in uh, the kind of environments we've been experiencing since the financial collapse in 2008, is very attractive to to senior management, I would encourage them to look at the capabilities of the cloud in terms of increasing their agility uh, to produce uh, new services, new products of of value to their customer base. Uh, Dave, we give you the final word. What do you think? So, you know, I, I... I'll go back to the word agility, you know, speed, and the way technology is changing, right? So those three things, when you look at agility, you know, we see in the cloud is being able to quickly deploy, you know, processes that um, are integrated but also um, well-received and adopted, whether they be on mobile devices, whether they be connected, but, but that is one is the agility. The other one is speed. You know, these traditional processes, um, you know, if you compare them to cloud deployments, you know, you're talking about, you know, in, in the SAP world, in our customer world, we're deploying, you know, business process in weeks, and before that used to take months. And then, you know, from an investment standpoint, you know, the other piece, too, is because it becomes more of a variable cost, People are, are willing to take on uh, more of a calculated risk in being able to uh, do smaller deployments and be able to uh, ramp up and, and build that success as they move on. Well, that's been my experience in working with companies uh, prior to Yeah, I think it's a world. combination of the both. Yeah. 
Great. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you both for speaking with Knowledge Important today. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.